This is The Young Conservatives, with your hosts, Sean Allen and Judy Allen. This is The Young Conservatives Podcast. Sorry guys that there wasn't a show last week. We actually recorded one, but Sean never sent me the audio for some reason, which was kind of annoying. But today there wasn't even going to be a show, but I decided I'd do one without Sean. So here it is. It'll probably be a little bit brief compared to our other shows. But, you know, at least I'm doing one. So, one of the big stories, of course, over the past few weeks has been the shutdown. The longest shutdown in history. It lasted, I think, 32 days. And it was, well, cancelled. Not cancelled. It was ended. Trump ended the shutdown, so he will give the State of the Union address, and a lot of people on the right have been saying that Donald Trump caved on this whole wall issue, and left-wing people have been saying this too, they've been, during the shutdown, they were like, Donald Trump, you're horrible, these people need to be paid, these federal employees, and then, you know, Trump ends the shutdown and they're like, Look, you guys didn't get a wall. That's what the whole thing was about, which, I mean, I can understand it. I get it. We didn't get what Trump said he would do, so that kind of sucks, but whatever. Now, a lot of conservatives like Ann Coulter types have been really mad at Donald Trump because he did not indeed get the wall built during this shutdown, saying that, you know, he caved and stuff, all that, but I don't think he caved on this, I believe he realized he wasn't going to get his desired result from this shutdown, he's tried many times to get this wall built, first he started out with a deal with the Democrats, and then as it went on, he, get le- he got less and less willing to make a deal, then finally, toward the end of the shutdown, he said, Look, Democrats, I want that $5.7 billion for wall funding. Now, I'll let you guys have an extension of DACA, three years more on it. Uh, let more, it'll give some amnesty for illegals, you know, all the stuff they wanted. Which is a smart move on his end, because if they truly care about these illegal immigrants and all these DACA people... They would make the deal to show that they don't care about future illegals, but they care about the ones that are here now. And by them opposing that, it clearly showed that they are either just very anti-Trump or really don't want illegal immigration to end. They want more and more to flood in and keep voting Democrat. Which, I mean, if I was a Democrat and there was a huge population that I could just bring in to start voting for me, I'd do it too. According to their ideology, it's just perfectly good for expanding leftism and democratism. Um, But, you know, not exactly helpful for our economy bringing in a bunch of illegal immigrants. And... A lot of big corporation companies use them basically as slaves, the closest thing we have over here. Um, Because, 
you know, with the minimum wage laws, there's no way for us to be competitive against them because they're not protected by the law because they're here illegally. So, like, farm places can just abuse them, pay them, like, two cents an hour. So it's, like, insanely cheap labor that they just import. And, you know, it's not good for the economy. Slavery, too. That was horrible for the economy. It probably would have been ended anyway, but a little bit later, but for economic reasons. So, anyway, back to the point. Donald Trump couldn't really... He did everything he could during this shutdown to get the wall built, which didn't end up happening. So, what I think he's going to do, as he's hinted at before, either put America... announce a state of national emergency, do that, and then build the wall like that, or use the military funding, use some of that to go build the wall, which I think is probably one of the best uses for army, military, whatever spending, in in defense spending. Because if you look at it, a lot of the defense spending, it's spent over in wars over in the Middle East, not actually defending America, which by using that money to build a wall, it would be one of the first times in a long time that defense spending has been used for defense. And on the subject of defense, I think it's very important that we, as Americans, as human beings, defend those who can't defend themselves, which we can do that many ways, but on the topic of abortion, the only way is really by not letting laws allow abortion for, like, you know, just on demand. And we should also try and help to get people out of this brainwashing. Because I think most of the time when people go in for an abortion, when a woman goes in for abortion, she doesn't know what she's doing is murder. The blood's on the doctor's hands. The doctor knows it's wrong. They know what it is. They know it's murder. And yet they still do it. Which goes contrary to the Hippocratic Oath. Anyway, along this whole line of thinking about abortion, recently in New York, there was this horrific law. Just horrible. And it's... It sucks. This is the world we live in. Of course, we know it's bad. It's The country's been going this way in abortion legislation. But New York just legalized murder of unborn children, of fetuses, of little babies, up until the moment they're born. Think about that, people who consider themselves pro-choice. And I'm pro-choice in the sense that you can you have the right to make choices and i'm pro choice outside of this but there's a difference between the choice of what you choose to do with your body 
and murdering a living being. I mean, at this point where it's legal to murder them now, at this point in this New York law, the day before they're born, they could survive perfectly outside of the the womb. Their hearts are functioning. They can eat baby formula food. It's like there's no excuse for this one. There's absolutely no argument. Though this is the logical conclusion of all of this other abortion propaganda. Because the Democrats used to say they wanted it legal, safe, and rare. But now it's just on-demand, taxpayer-funded, and, well, not rare at all. Quite common. It's, they're turning it into a commodity, which is insane. They're making murder a perfectly legal, just commodity that's commonplace. And, you know, with Planned Parenthood being taxpayer-funded, abortion is taxpayer-funded. And there's this big myth put out by Planned Parenthood that, you know, abortion's just one of our five services. That's true. But it's their main service. That's what all their other ones are leading to. They do pregnancy scans, other stuff, but their main push is for abortion. And former workers at Planned Parenthood have come out and said that outright. That's what they do over there, which is crazy that we're still funding them with tax dollars. And they talk a lot about, oh, mammograms, mammograms. We have mammogram machines. Not a single Planned Parenthood has a mammogram machine. That's just an outright lie from them. In Virginia, we saw another law very similar to this New York one that was being discussed but never outright signed, which it's the same thing. You can kill a baby up until the day it's born, which is just sick, disgusting. It's vile. It's it's legal murder. And Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, who is, you know, he's finally, I believe he won the, the award for worst, dumbest Cuomo in America. Him and his brother Chris were both fighting for that title, but I think Andrew just sealed the deal, made himself the worst Cuomo. He celebrated this, and he signed the bill. Now, he claims to be a Catholic, which the Catholic Church is historically anti-abortion, as are most churches. But the Catholic Church as a whole did not excommunicate him, somewhat surprisingly, even though he did this horrendous thing signing this just disaster of a bill. They didn't excommunicate him, which I see as a problem, because if you have a standard and someone just completely breaks that standard and does something that your church sees as evil. You should not keep them in the church. You should excommunicate them if they show no remorse for it whatsoever, if they celebrate the evil they do. It's just disgusting. 
And we have a pope right now. Well, we don't. I don't. I'm not a Catholic. There's there's this pope right now who's pro-abortion. Doesn't even he doesn't even care about the religion. He's he wants a world religion. He's a globalist. He's more of a political figure than an actual religious figure. So he clearly wouldn't want to ex- excommunicate Cuomo because he's kind of a big deal over here. <sighs> One final story. Everyone knows the media, mainstream. There's like, online there are some more fringe leftist, but still mainstream. We've got BuzzFeed, which is more like the millennial one. HuffPo, which is also probably... Huffington Post, sorry. Which is probably the same grouping. They and a bunch of other online outlets have been laying off a ton of employees. Because a lot of Verizon owned ones too. Which, if you didn't know, Huffington Post is owned by Verizon. But a lot of these companies have just been firing employees, kicking them out. I think... Close to a thousand, maybe even more than that, have been fired recently. Supposed journalists, though, there's not much journalisming uh, coming from HuffPo and BuzzFeed. Some people call it the Huffington Compost. I'm completely fine with that name. Um, but one thing on Twitter that people have been freaking out about is that right-wingers, us guys over here to the right side of center have been saying they've there's been this big meme where they're like they say learn to code to these people who were fired now that doesn't sound too nice does it no not really so a bunch of liberals on twitter were like hey even like blue checkmark people i don't have any names specifically because i don't care too much about dumb whatever Twitter celebrities say. It's just annoying, but they're like, hey, this is, these are people who lost their jobs, and you're just telling them to learn to code condescendingly? This is horrible. You shouldn't be doing that. And they have a point, but they don't know where this or- originated. And to be fair, I didn't know where it originated. So actually, what this stems back to is in the 90s, when mines were getting shut down, tons of people were losing their jobs, thousands. And what did the left say to these working class miners? Learn to code. So this is just a throwback to that, which is showing that liberals finally admit that what they said back then was utterly um, stupid. I had another word I was going to say, but I refrained. Um, Think what you will. I found this meme kind of funny because it shows how the left changes based on if it's their people being fired. Because if it's working class, middle red America, um, mostly white dudes, they're like, oh, learn to code, guys. Just, Just learn to code. But then, 20 years later, when it's their people being fired, they're like, hey, don't say learn to code, that's mean, that's demeaning. 
stop it. Which, I, I don't know about you guys, but I find it really funny when people on the right, we take basically the things that leftists say back in the day and use it on them when a similar situation arises, when it's them doing something. I'm sure the left probably does it to us too, I just haven't seen any big examples recently. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the pod. As always, stay strong, stay conservative. God bless America, and learn to code. Oh, cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Where you gonna run to?